Hello, hello. Welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. Hello, hello. I am Sarah. And it's funny, it's no longer appropriate to say Sarah Picaro, so, um, but it did have a good flow to it. Sarah Picaro. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, it's Amsbury now, which is super, super exciting. It's like, mm, it's just, it's good. It's so good. It's so good when you found your one, when God has led you to your one and you are making and shaking and baking with the one. <laughs> you're in the flow, in the zone, uh, especially when you're in the flow in the zone with him. And this post I just saw on Instagram activated that. It was like a, mm, like an internal, mm, like, mm, 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 mm. and so many of us are spending so much more time on social media and Instagram or wherever we're at than we are with him. Like if we literally looked up our app, I don't have it, but there are apps that say how much time you're spending on certain platforms. And if you compared that to how much time you're spending on the platform, the Bible and in the word and in prayer and in connection with him, with with all the things that have to do with him, with God, with big G, with man upstairs, with JC himself, the Holy Spirit, uh, you'd probably be quite embarrassed and shocked at, at how the data would compare. Um, but nonetheless, it's there. Social media is a thing because we live in the 21st century. <laughs> in so many ways, things are so much better. And in so many ways, things can be uh, feel so much more difficult. But honestly, when I read the Bible, I'm like, dude, I would give anything. I would give anything. I'm so grateful that I live today, that I live in the post-resurrection era and that, you know, I got first world problems. And it's funny that we call them problems. They're really just opportunities, opportunities to explore and deepen uh, and go into deeper relationship with him. I'm like, I would not want to be one of the, the Israelites crossing a desert for 40 years, only eating manna. Like, no, thank you. We've got grocery stores. We've got homes. We've got cars. We've got things. I understand, obviously, like there's some crazy, wild, effed up things happening in the world today to, well, yeah, like to people who just don't deserve things to be happening to them. And this can be a part of what leads us away from him because we question his goodness. We question his sovereignty. We question his loyalty. We question why God would let bad things happen, um, you know, to people that we know personally or just to, to people in the world that we see, you know, things that happen uh, that social media platforms and the news and outlets share. And, you know, Unfortunately, they share a lot of despair. They don't share a lot of the good things, the happy things. I used to follow Hank's good, or Tink's Good News. I think it was on, on Instagram. But today on Instagram, I got on and then I got off because I'm like, mm -mm, you don't need to be doing this. You need to be sharing about this because there's truth to this. Um, the message I saw, it was intended and in, um, I, I'm sure intended to be inspirational and motivational. And but here's where it gets sticky, icky, and tricky. Okay. We've got to use discernment here. And, and this is what the post shared. It had, it was a carousel. So it had multiple slides and I only read the first one and then I swiped it. I'm like, no, I'm done. And then I got off, but it said, shout out to the girl actively trying to seek God. And I was like, no, like everything inside of me said no, but on the surface, and that's where the enemy wants to look is on the surface. He does not want us to go deep. He wants us to scratch the surface and continue moving on, swiping on, continue living on, living without him, without a deep, intimate, close, personal relationship with him, with God, our father, with God, our creator, without the Lord Jesus Christ and his spirit in our lives. And that's exactly what he does. The enemy is so good at what he does. He is the master at what he does. He's so 
good that we often don't know, realize, or see what's happening. But this is exactly what happens, even when we're trying to deepen and further our relationship with God. So the post said, shout out to the girl. I was like, yeah, shout out, girl power, right? To the girl. I'm a girl, right? A woman. There's only two genders, not 180 something. There's two. And if you're not sure about that, just read the Bible. It will tell you so. Um, There's a man and there's a woman. So shout out to the girl, the woman. I was like me. Okay. I'm relating, connecting. Let's do this who's actively, I'm like, ooh, I like that word. Yes, activate, actively. Yes, that means pursuing, that means doing, that means going forth. It doesn't mean sitting down, stagnant, still stuck. Okay, shout out to the girl who's actively. I'm like, yes. And then it's a trying to seek God. I was like, wah, 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 thud, like drop. (laughs) Like, are you okay? Sounded like it hurt. Here's the thing. Shout out. Yes. Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. Shout out to you, whether you're a man or a woman who is actively, I I almost shared it on my Instagram stories. I, I took a screenshot of it, but I'm like, that's not cool. It's not cool to shout out someone and point out like flaws or failures, right? The Bible does not call us to do that, to point out each other's flaws and failures. The Bible calls us to be uplifting, use the power of our words because our words have incredibly intense and immense power to uplift and to, to basically highlight who Jesus is. And, and that's who he is, is a man who would never throw someone else under the bus. He was thrown under the bus by Judas, betrayed with a kiss. Gosh, like when you get kissed, you feel loved. You feel like, oh my gosh, I love you. I smooch you. I tell my daughter that all the time. I smooch you. I love you. I love you. And I'm like, why do I love you? And she says, because you love me. Like, that's right. That is the only acceptable answer. (laughs) And we say that to each other. Total side note, she had a teacher one time who wrote me, it was like a Mother's Day card. It was intended to be super unique and special. And my daughter, we've been saying this forever. I love you. And I say, I love you because I love you. Why do I love you? And she's like, because you love me. And I said, that's right. Because God's love is unconditional and he calls us to live unconditionally. Literally, the the first and second commandments say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, or something to that extent or version, and then love your neighbor as yourself. It's love, love, love. It's just, and it's not love is love. Uh Uh-uh. That's totally different. Taken out of context, God's word, taken, used, twisted, shifted. Not good. Don't go down that road. Uh, Just focus your eyes on Jesus. (laughs) Stay on the road. He will use the light to light your path, right? His words are a lamp into your feet. Well, if you're wondering where you're going, you're looking down where it may be traveling and going because you're anything like me, you love being outdoors and nature and hiking. And if you're not looking down occasionally or every now and then, or for time to time, you are going to trip. You are going to trip and you're going to get tripped up and then you're going to get hurt and you're going to sit there and you're going to whine. It's not, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to be fun for you or anyone. Have you ever hiked with a child? You know, my daughter's six. (laughs) I make her go. And there's a lot of patience. There's a lot of virtue practice, you know, because patience is a virtue. There's a lot of virtue practice when we're out. Ah, And it's kind of that way with God. Thank God that he has way more practice than we'll ever have or need. And he's got that. And he uses it with us, the things he calls us to use with others as well. Our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our skills. So her, she had this teacher who had her right. I love my mom because... And my daughter was so angry 
she wanted to write because I love her because that's our thing. And she was mad because the teacher said she couldn't write that, that she had to write something else. She had to pick a reason. And my daughter felt so against this. And I love that she's got that internal guidance and voice of wisdom, the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit who just said, "Uh uh-uh, this doesn't feel right. This isn't right. This isn't right because it doesn't feel right because I love my mom unconditionally and I want to write because I love her because that's the only reason why, because that is the only reason why God loves us is because he loves us. Done, period, end of story. Like you can shut the book. (laughs) If you're short for time, press for time, you don't have to continue reading, go do your thing. He loves you because he loves you, because he loves you. And my daughter was really mad that her teacher forced her. And I think a lot of times we get mad when we feel forced. We feel like we're pushed into, like we can't lean into our internal guidance system and his spirit and wisdom. Someone else makes us do or say another thing. And all of this was activated with the reading this post. A shout out to the girl who was actively trying to pursue God. I was like, that's an oxymoron. You can't actively try to do something. And I know that's cool. You can disagree with that, but just let's dive into that. To try is to fail. Let's say that you're trying to lose weight and you know, you got a little sugar addiction because sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Thank God you stopped doing cocaine back in college. You woke up and you realized cocaine is not the thing anymore. That's going to take me down the path, especially path that God has for me. So I got to stop doing that. So you stop snorting the white stuff, but you start eating the cookies and you're like, well, it's not as bad as drugs, right? Well, sugar is a drug, right? And it's more addictive than cocaine. That's why it's in everything <laughs> because they keep you hooked and addicted to it. They keep you coming back and they keep getting to take your money, your money, money, because you go to the store and you're like, "Mm, gotta have that. It's so good. And you don't realize you're addicted to it biologically and chemically. So it's just the thing, right? But say you have realized that it's the thing and you're trying to do a better thing, like eat healthy, lose weight, exercise, the things that they say, right? And your body is a temple. You got to keep your body healthy because God keeps the body of Christ healthy through his spirit, his guidance, his wisdom, and his word. And he calls us to do the same thing physically, energetically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And he provides the way and the key to do all these things. We just have to open up the manual for it, which obviously is the Bible, the word, his scriptures. And we've committed to this and we're like, okay, I'm going to do better, right? I've got to cut out sugar, You either are or not buying the cookies, eating the cookies, digesting the cookies. You're you're doing it or you're not. You're either actively buying healthy food and actively not buying cookies, ice cream, bringing it home and saying, I've got willpower. I can say no to something that's right in front of me that looks delicious, tastes delicious. It's so, hmm, no, you're not trying to not eat cookies and ice cream. You're either eating them or not eating them. You're either buying them or you're not buying them. You're not trying. So to try energetically is a failure-based word. So are you actively trying to fail to pursue God? So this post that says, shout out to the girl who's actively trying to pursue God. I was like, no, this is all wrong. And this is where the power of the spirit's discernment comes in and gives you that internal uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh. And for me, that is my automatic immediate response. It's how I know what's wrong or what's not. It's how I know, like, is this for me? Uh Uh-huh. Or is this? Uh Uh-uh. 
And it was a uh-uh when I read it, but it sounded so good. It looked so good. It looked so motivational, inspirational. Shout out. Yay. Hooray. Like pump fist in the air. Jersey style, <laughs> right? Like GTL style, right? Like fist pump. <laughs> Shout out to the girl actively trying to pursue God. It was like, no, that doesn't work. To try is to fail. You're either actively pursuing God or you're not. You're actively pursuing something else. And the majority of the time, if you are in that state of mind, you're lying to yourself. And so you've aligned with the enemy, his tactics, his methods, and his ways. Oh, but no, we wouldn't say that because I'm a woman of God and I'm actively trying to pursue. That's an oxymoron. Literally one of those words cancels out the other actively and trying. They're not a thing that belong together or even go together, but people put them together and, and then they try to make you feel good about it. Okay. The Bible is not about making you feel good. It's about you knowing how vastly loved you are, how unconditionally loved you are. It, you read it and you don't question, is God trying to love me? Is God trying to pursue me? And when I feel down, when I feel doubtful, when I feel stressed, maybe I question this. Like, how would you feel if, if God were like, I'm trying to love you. I'm trying to actively pursue you. He's not trying. God is not a, not a God of trying. He's a God of doing. God is actively pursuing you. God is actively, abundantly, unapologetically, without ceasing, loving you. God is supporting you. God is running after you. God is chasing you down and he will not stop until you are found. He's not trying. He's not sitting there giving up, shrugging his shoulders, right? Going, well, I tried. You know, they were just, they just ran away from me so fast. I know they've been through a lot. I know that life is hard and it feels heavy. And I know they've got a lot of shame. And, and I know the enemy is, man, you know, I know the enemy is, is just, he's really good at just dropping what he does. You know, I, I, I know him really well. He knows me really well. That's why he knows how powerful I am. You know, I, I really tried to redeem them. I, I really did. Could you imagine God saying these things? I tried to redeem them. It just, you know, it just didn't work out. You know what? If I wake up tomorrow feeling like it, I guess I'll try again. I guess I'll run after them again. But, you know, honestly, my legs are getting tired. You know, I'm getting old. I've been around since before time. You know, I come on, cut an old man a break, right? Like, could you imagine God saying those things? Like, come on, people. So actively trying just don't go together and thank God they don't go together because to try is to fail. You're eating the cookie or you're not eating the cookie. You're actively pursuing God, going after God and, and like moving closer to God every day or you're not. You have read the Bible or you haven't. You have prayed to God or you haven't. You don't try to pray. You either pray or you don't. You either read your Bible or you don't. You either like declare a verse or a scripture or a passage over your life, or you don't. You don't try and, and then, well, I tried, I failed. No, you're doing it active. It's a verb. Love is a verb. God is love. God does love and he never ceases 
And that's why I got so activated by this. And like, okay, it sounded inspirational and motivational. And actually, I think some of the, the follow-up slides on the carousels had some scriptures in them. But I'm like, I can't even read them because this stops here. And that's a kind of discernment that we need to have. That's a kind of inner inner and internal wisdom that we need to have, that we get to have, that we get to receive from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's spirit that places this internal it like green light, red light in your spirit that says, yes, uh-huh, or no, uh-uh, stop right there. Do not proceed. Do not pass. Go, chill out, collect $200. I'll give you 2000 If you listen to me, if you obey my voice and you obey and you're obedient and you keep my commandments, trust me, don't go after that thing that looks like, oh, well, you know, I need money. I'm going to go. It's like, God's like, no, no, stop where you are. Hear my voice receive my wisdom. You can't actively try. You're doing or you're not doing. And if you say you're trying, you're, you're giving into excuses of failure. Oh, I'm trying to lose weight and get in shape. Okay. You exercise today or you didn't. Well, I tried to exercise. How does that even work? And, and a lot of people, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's probably just because we live in an online world and there's like this online presence and this online like thing that we get sucked into. And, and the enemy is definitely in it. And, and he's, he's actually in what seemed to be the good parts of it. And, and this is where scripture gets twisted. It gets confusing because the mind knows especially the mind of God. And when you have the mind of God in you, because you have this Holy spirit in you, because you've asked and you have received, you get to see these things. You more easily and more clearly discern these things. They're not, they're not things you question. They're not things you heart, you like, you share, you re repost in your story. It's like, no, that's not the truth. The truth is God doesn't try. The truth is God does. Like if your prayers, for example, say you had a loved one who was sick or something's wrong with them. Right. And you're like, God, you know, could you try to heal them? I believe that God is like, what <laughs> could I try to heal them? You know, to try, it means that you like put in a little bit of effort, but it didn't work out and it didn't turn out. You want me to do something that's not going to work out or not going to turn out. And, and you really want me to respond to you like in a text message. Oh, I, Hey, uh, just wanted to let you know, I tried. Sorry. No, decree, declare, prophesy what God has already done. Not that he tried and he couldn't, or he tried and then he failed. And the same is true within, when it comes to the inverse for you. Are you saying that you tried and you sound all hip, 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 hooray, hoorah? I actively tried to pursue God. No, girl, guy, whatever you are, like you did or you didn't. <laughs> like this is what needs to become clear. And this is where clarity and discernment and God's spirit and wisdom makes it crystal clear. The water is not muddy anymore. When you have God in your life, it's just, it's not just not. It, it used to be muddy. Muddy water was life before God, life before his spirit living within you, dwelling within you, guiding you, leading you, like literally illuminating the path that you're supposed to be walking down, going down, treading on. 
You don't have to wonder. You don't have to question anymore. Well, should I try this or should I try that? You know, and you know that you know, and there's just such solid strength, conviction, confidence in what you know. It's like when someone shows you a counterfeit or a fraudulent, you know, spirit or post, it's like, mm, uh-uh, no. Like, uh, if you want to like heart and like it, share that, like, oh, look at you, you're so holy. Like, <laughs> go for it. But I, I don't need to do that. And that's actually why I didn't share it because I didn't want to shout out whoever it was because obviously there were good intentions behind it. But that's the sticky, icky, tricky part is a lot of people have good intentions, but they're going down the wrong path. And this is the whole new age spiritually kind of thing. And I'm actually like reading more and more about that as, as the Holy Spirit illuminates it. Every time I read my Bible and I dive into scripture, I'm like, Ooh, I literally like in the margin of my Bible, right? Spiritual new age. And it says like, that is not the way it, it says that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so grateful and thankful that you've said that you've highlighted that to me. You've illuminated that to me. So first Corinthians two chapter two, it is, um, it talks about beginning in verse six, wisdom from the spirit. And you receive this wisdom from the spirit and the, the spirit doesn't try to help you try to guide you, try to comfort you, try to interpret for you. He just does. You pray and he does. You pray and he interprets. He takes it to God. I, I hadn't answered prayer this morning that I didn't. And the funny thing was, I was talking to my mom about the story and the situation. And she's like, oh, what an answered prayer. I'm like, mom, here's the thing. I wasn't even praying for this. It, it was not on my prayer radar. It's not on my prayer list. It was not the words that came out of my mouth. And she's like, well, that's how the spirit works. He knew that you wanted that, needed that, desired that. He knew that your family needed that to come together, to be stronger together, to be closer to each other because the closer you guys are to each other the closer you are to god and you thank god for that and god receives the glory and the honor and the wisdom and the gratefulness and the thankfulness for all the things even though that wasn't a thing that you were praying about you received it and i was like that is the way of the spirit he intercedes he knows what you need but you've got to have him in your heart mind body soul and life you've got to have his spirit in your spirit and obviously that only begins with an invitation to come in so if you haven't done that yet i pray that you do today and and read about this right like it, it says second corinthians chapter 2 verse 13 and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit. That post, shout out to the girl who's actively trying to pursue God, was a, a human post. It was not a spirit-led post. And I almost reposted it and crossed out the word try, uh, trying, and then shared it. Who is actively pursuing, not actively trying to pursue. So it's the ing, right? The ing ending which, which is an action. It's a verb. But I was like, no, don't, don't put her on blast. Just put her on your podcast. <laughs> don't put her on blast, put her on your podcast and, and not put her, put the story. That's why I don't even know who it was. So ing, I love language. I, I just love it. Love it. Love it. The ending ing is a suffix. Obviously prefixes go in the beginning. Suffixes go back in the end denoting a verbal action and insistence of this or its result that shows the power and the wisdom of the holy spirit the ability when he does the thing when he doesn't try to do the thing 
because an instance of this, there is evidence of instances of this, of God's transformational, just mind-blowing things that he gets done, his promises, instances of this, the way that he has redeemed his people time and time and time and time and time and time and time again, even though they constantly reject him, even though they constantly decree and declare, we'll never do that thing ever again. Sorry, please redeem us, help us, restore us, take us back to where it's good. (laughs) And when we say amen, literally we're agreeing with like, you know, you're at church and they're like, and everybody said, and you're like, amen, right? It is done. Not, I'm going to try to get it done. You know what? I'm actually so busy. I have to do all these other things first, but no, amen. It is done. It's not, I'm trying to get it done. And so shout out to the girl who's actively pursuing God. Yes. Shout out to you, you. And if you're not shout out to you, because now you know you should be, because now you know the difference between should being and trying. Or just doing and trying, not even should being, because should being is like, oh, I tried, I should have done this though. And and that's, again, the enemy. He's trying to come in in all these sneaky ways. I had the wildest dream about it last night, about how worry is trying to kill me. I was like, mind blown. This is crazy. This is crazy. And here's the thing that we are called to be of the spirit. We're called to live with the spirit because it says in verse 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. It's like, don't judge me. No, that was a really good, whatever it was that I said or shared. Don't judge me. Now I'm judging you because you judge me. I'm sorry. The Bible calls us not to judge. Sorry, not sorry, because it's the word of Christ. Shouldn't be sorry about it. Shouldn't apologize for it. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the minds of Christ. And here is where the power of discernment comes in. When you have the mind of Christ, you see things like this. And you get an internal aha or uh-uh or mmm. Something doesn't sit right. It's almost like you need Tums because something's just not settling. And you're like, I need something to fix this because this doesn't feel good. Right? Tum to tum tums. We were talking to a woman the other day and she said like 20 years later, she found out that she, um, what's that stuff? Gluten. She was gluten intolerant and gluten free. Like what's that stuff? (laughs) So many people are. And so I'm like, how did you find out? You're like, no offense, but you're older, you're in your like mid fifties or whatever. Like, how did you not know when you were younger? Like, is this a, you know, a thing? It's a, it's a thing that didn't used to be a thing as much as it is a thing now. So is it true? Is it real? Is it legit? You got to quit. You got to quit eating all that gluten too legit to quit. You can't eat that gluten. You can't have the bread. You got to have all that weird other stuff. We were having pasta together at dinner. Like, oh, the tuck. She's like, no, I just can't have the meatballs. I'm like, ew, that stuff you're eating looks like mush. I'm so grateful. I can have the meatballs, spaghetti, it's delicious, smells amazing, tastes amazing. Um, and and she was just sharing that, you know, it was always a thing. And it was, she didn't know it was a thing. Doctors actually didn't think to investigate until her daughter was chronically, like, diagnosed with chronic illnesses as well. And then they did, like, you know, deeper dive into it, where it could have come from, what the source of it was. And they found out that she was a carrier genetically for this this thing, this disease that her daughter had this illness and it was either her or her husband and it ended up being her. Then she ended up finding out that she was, you know, intolerant to gluten, allergic to it, intolerant. I don't know. There's probably different things. I don't know a lot about those 
don't put me a blast for that, please. <laughs> but that she found out and she said, you know, I told the doctor, like, I just, I always feel like I have an uptight stomach. I've just, so, but I just popped Tums. And he said, a sure way to know is anyone who has popping Tums after every meal for 20 years has something going on. <laughs> like, it should not be that way. We were not designed to constantly be in a state of just discomfort. And I was like, yeah, because God did not design us to be in a constant state of discomfort. And so when we are, something is off, something is going on. Perhaps something is wrong that needs attention, that needs addressing, that needs correction, that needs support, right? And that's like those signs and flags that we just dismiss and miss, right? 20 years of dismissing and missing flags and just popping a pill, put a little bandaid on it, not actually getting to the core and the source of this. And I think that that's happens when we align with the word try, when we go, well, I tried, you know, I tried and it just, it's just, this is the way it is. And we settle into that. We settle into trying, which is actually settling to failing. We're either doing or not doing. You're not ever trying. You're doing or you're not doing. You're you're addressing it. You're getting to the core of it. You're not band-aiding it. You're not masking it. You're not making excuses for it. And a lot of us live this way. And I maybe that's why I felt compared to share this today is so that we could just really, we could really contemplate, we can reflect on this. And the ways that we are deceived by the enemy in ways that seem to be good because it's like a hoorah shout out to you, to the girl who's actively trying to pursue God. No, you are or you aren't. And God desires to pursue you because he's not trying to pursue you. He is pursuing you because he loves you and he loves you because he loves you. And really the Bible is the most incredible, beautiful, powerful, wonderful love story, a transformational love story. When you let him in, you don't try to let him in. You just do. It's active. It's a verb. You're letting him in every day. You make the decision every day. I choose to let you in. I am choosing to let you in. I am pursuing you. I am going after you. I am living in, with, through, and for you. Watch what God can do. So drop the try, drop the excuse, and drop the lies. Those are all from the enemy. Get rid of them now in Jesus' name, okay? Because God is the only way. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. That's all for today. Bye for now.